everybody. We are in the studio today for another episode of Appalachian Table Tales, and we have Miss Rhonda Grimes with us. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, I've had you scheduled a couple times, but things come up and people get sick, and I've been bad sick right. for <clears throat> probably the last month, and I'm just now getting over it. But uh, I appreciate you coming in the studio and talking to us. Glad to be here. Now, Appalachian Table Tales is a little bit different than other podcasts, so we just want to go into from start to finish. Where was you born, how you grew up, and everything like that? I was born in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, we lived in Lexington until I was a year old, and we moved to San Gap. So you've been there your whole life, pretty My much? My whole life. Yeah. What was it like growing up with you little in the Gap? It was awesome. Was it? We had uh, four or five gas stations, four or five grocery stores. A lot different now, ain't it? A lot different. What was the name of the grocery stores? You uh, remember? There was one named Clicks. Clicks. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever heard of anybody talk about Clicks before. It sat right there as you turn on to 2004 on your left. Okay. There was uh, Foch Carriers. Mm hmm. There was uh, Emmett Turner's. I've heard of the Emmett Turner's, yeah. And there was another one, and I can't, I can't remember the name of it. Now, Emmett Turner's is that the one that sits right beside the church there? Yeah, what okay. is known now as the Whistle Stop, and their, um, they got that community building. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I thought that's where it was at. I'm pretty sure uh, that's where it's at. <clears throat> now you had. Let's see, those were the gas stations? Grocery stores. Grocery stores. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, we yeah. had, um, oh, there was Johnson's gas mm -hmm. station. There was Ronnie Combs's gas station. Mm -hmm. There was another gas station, which we had Irvin Hellard's. Everybody knew Irvin Hellard's. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm wanting to say he was a Johnson. No. Yeah, he might have been a Johnson on the other end of Sand Gap. Okay. Next to the Augie Markham house. Okay. Or store. All right. I think I remember, I don't remember, I don't think I remember like seeing any one of those, but I've always heard people talk about them. And then Augie Markham's was a, like a good store where you went and bought your boots and your coveralls and oh, your okay. hats. And oh, okay. That's pretty interesting stuff. Now, I remember, I always remember growing up, people talking about, I believe it's that real bad curve there at the top of the hill. George, George Felty Curve. <laughs> now, what what's made that curve right there so infamous? Is it, was it just so dangerous? People go flying off the other side into that field over the hill. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you if you was not familiar with that curve, that's a really steep. It curve. was deadly. Yeah. Especially when it was raining, snowing. Oh yeah. It was. Uh, I've seen a lot of accidents there. Yeah, I've always heard people. You know, people around here they don't go by road signs or they don't mm -hmm. go by addresses. They go by landmarks or churches or right. George Felty Curve. Yeah. You know, I've always heard people <clears throat> talk about, oh, it's it's right before you get to George Felty Curve or, you know, 
That's got to mean something when you actually call a curve by a name. It's claimed a many alive. What about that? I figured that had to be something along the lines of, you know, of it being real dangerous or something. Right. Well, back when I was growing up, the biggest thing you had was drunk drivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, when you're drunk, mm-hmm. you're 10-foot tall and bulletproof. <laughs> and don't see curves. And don't see curves. <laughs> don't see straight stretches. <laughs> but, you know, it, uh, it is, it's, um, that is a bad curve if you don't. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like a NASCAR track. Like it goes uphill and then you kind of turn to the left and it slants right down like Mm -hmm. just like a NASCAR track. And on the other side of it is just a complete drop off. Yeah. Yeah. Straight down into a hole. Straight down. Yeah. That, uh, if the trees wasn't there to stop you, you would end up in what they called back when I was growing up the Buck King Holler. Buck King Holler. Yeah. And you wow. could you could only get to hit through S Street. You go out S Street Tower Road, mm-hmm. and it reared down. There was a road out through there. You just shot down and hit. Yeah, and it was right down in a holler. Wow, I'd imagine they drove a many of a vehicle out there. They have mm-hmm. seen a lot of wrecks there. Now I know, uh, of course, I've lived here my whole life, and I know San Gap pretty good. But I'm real familiar with. S tree and Walker's Branch and stuff like that. Right. My mom actually grew up on Walker's Branch, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> her and dad was fortunate enough to be able to buy their mom's old home place down there. And buddy, you talking about the middle of nowhere? It's uh, middle of nowhere. The middle of nowhere, and it's beautiful back there. And I know even now, when we go back there in the summertime to picnic or whatever, you're. Both sides of the roads is nothing but trees, and then you get to one part of the road, and it's nothing but pine trees on both sides. Right. And it's beautiful. Even prettier in the wintertime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that leads you, I think, right into Ash Tree, don't it? Or can. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, if I ain't mistaken, down Walker's Branch, mm-hmm. you go. that's where your mom was raised, right? Yeah, yeah. <coughs> You go down Walker's Branch and just keep going on, and it takes you out on top of what they call Carpenter's Ridge. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got Carpenter's Ridge on your right, and straight ahead's S Tree Tower Road. <coughs> now, is Bethel out through there? Uh, you uh, go to the end of Carpenter's Ridge and drop down for Bethel. Okay, because we four-wheeled out in there and stuff, mm-hmm. and there's an old church out in there. Yep. And we've went to that church before and looked around inside of it and stuff, and it's... It's something to see, it actually. Is. If people around here ain't never been out to that church around Bethel, it's awesome. You need to go out there and look at it. Yes, because I mean, it's still standing. It looks like it's it's in pretty good shape. I, I wouldn't have no idea how old it is. Now that I don't know neither, but I do know Gerald Mop, and I don't know when the last time he done it, but he had been going down there and doing like a homecoming mm-hmm. for that. I believe I remember people, maybe, uh-huh. maybe mom and dad talking about him doing that. I don't know if he still does it, but he uh, yeah. he did do it. Yeah. Now, what was you like growing up around Zane Gap when you was little? I got a feeling you was pretty rambunctious. Well, we was. <laughs> we was. Yeah. I mean, after school, you come home, you done your chores. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd be... 15 or 20 of us just go walk back to the school and play ball till dark. Yeah. Or go to, which we didn't have a ballpark back then, so we played basketball. Yeah. We'd stay up there till dark. 
careful about that. And we'd walk back home. Now, how old was you back then when you was doing that? Uh, I was probably around 11, 10, 11. Now, see, that's something that I always find interesting because you, people wouldn't dare let their kids walk around like that now. Oh, no. Uh, especially at nighttime. No. You can't. You just can't do it. Back then, it was nothing. Now, we had Doyle Williams's. He, yeah. He's on the outs, outskirts, you could say, mm-hmm. of the Gap. Now, I was um, raised right there. Okay. Across from him. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would walk from what we call Doyle Williams's mm-hmm. all the way to the Gap. Yeah. And That's a long stretch for a kid. Listen, we'd ride bicycles. I mean, it was the best of times. Yeah. Didn't have to worry about nothing. Didn't mm-hmm. have to worry about nobody bothering you. Or and everybody knew everybody. <coughs> yeah. And, you know, all our parents required was us to be in for dark. Mm-hmm. Supper time, yeah, that's kind of iffy with us. We about <laughs> yeah. playing ball or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, or just out walking. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it'd be nothing to see 15 or 20 kids in one spot. That'd be awesome. And we'd be walking together or mm-hmm. playing ball or riding bicycles. I mean, it was just a... Uh, yeah. You could trust your kids outside. Nothing like that now, unfortunately. No, it's not. Even here at my own home, I keep a close eye on my boys. Oh, yeah. You it just kind of have to. It's sad to say, but you really do. I do. I know I do. I know my granddaughter, she's 15, and she said, you must have been raised in one of the best times of anybody's oh, life. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I said, listen, we'd play in the woods all day. Mm-hmm. We'd go play ball. We'd walk to the Gap. She said, you won't even let me walk to the dollar store, and you <laughs> can see it. Yeah. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we, uh, there was a little restaurant up there, um, Barb Collins owns the building now. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, one side of it was a restaurant, <coughs> and the other side was a game room. Okay. She had, they had pool tables, they had pinball machines. Wow. And listen, we'd walk up there and, you know, we could take $2 and play all evening. Yeah, you know, all evening on $2. All evening on $2. Yeah. And uh, I know a friend of mine, she said, I don't ever... She was talking about the prices of everything going up. And I said, I can remember when $2 <coughs> would buy me a pack of Marlboro Reds, mm-hmm. a pop, and a candy part, and I would have change left. On $2. On $2. And I would run all week on that. On $2. $2. That's amazing. It is. $2 won't get nothing. It won't even buy you a candy bar. No. We'd... Uh, you know, of course, the elementary school sits there on top of the hill, and we'd walk down to Irvin Hillard's as kids, mm-hmm. high schoolers. <coughs> elementary kids couldn't go, but the high schoolers could. Yeah. We had a path wore out. We'd get off the bus and go down there and get her cigarettes or pop and her candy for the day. What about that? Now, I know back when I was a teen, uh, well, early teens because I didn't have my license and me and some buddies of mine would go up to San Gap school and play ball, basketball up there. Mm-hmm. And there's a house, like if you turn down towards Walker's Branch going towards the park there, there's a little house there on the right, right down the hill from the school. Yes. And I don't know what that little old lady's name was that lived there, but we would, I remember, we would go up there and play ball for hours. Because one, one of my buddy's dads worked there. 
Right. He was the PE teacher. You probably know who I'm talking about. He's retired, yeah. been retired for years. But uh, we'd get tired of playing ball, and we'd sneak down there into that little old lady's uh, uh, garden and, and get rhubarb out of her garden and eat it. Mm-hmm. And then she caught us one day, and she made us come in the house and gave us a bunch of food, food. stuff like that. That and would uh, that would have been Irvin Hillard's daughter. Was it Irvin Hillard's daughter? Okay. Irvin Hillard's old station sits kind of, you know, right there yeah. on Ford. Okay, so that's where it's There's at. There's a okay. red brick house that sits right behind mm-hmm. it. And that white house you're talking about, his daughter married, and they moved <coughs> over there at the end of the schoolhouse road is what yeah. I call it. Yep. That's where uh, his daughter and her husband live. Well, what about that? I never knew that. But uh, we would, we was sneaking in her garden and getting rhubarb out of it and eating it, you know. But uh, she caught us there one day. She didn't get mad. She mm-hmm. made us come in the house, fixed us a sandwich, gave yep. us something to drink. Nicest little lady ever was, and we thought we was in big trouble. That way. They always fed all the kids. We, all of us kids got in our gardens. That rhubarb oh, yeah. was a, a popular thing back oh, we when loved we was it. growing up. We loved it. It was so sour you couldn't eat one piece oh, yeah. of it. It was very sour. It was. I remember just picking it right out of the garden and eating it. And it was good. We tomatoes. Mm-hmm. We get yeah. a big red ripe tomato and eat yeah. it. Well, it makes sense that she fed everybody because yeah. she sure made us eat. Yeah. <laughs> and they always, uh, they always had a, there was a, they always kept cows there in front of the school. Uh-huh. What about that? So, yeah. I never knew who that little lady was. Oh, that was Irvin Hillard's daughter. Well, that was back when I was a young teenage boy, probably 12, 13-year-old, I guess, if that. Right. It was something else. It just co- goes to show you, if you was to get caught in somebody's garden now, they might shoot you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they just might do that. Yeah. They sure wouldn't, I don't think. I mean, for some some people probably right. would, but most people, they probably wouldn't take too kindly to you stealing a re- rhubarb. <laughs> and I know when my grandparents, they lived on a farm on down towards this tree, which you, you drop down into a holler that was called Moore Holler. Okay. And uh, when her cows would go dry down there, Granny would buy her milk off Irvin Hillard and his wife. Okay. So we always had fresh cow's milk. What about that? We um, learned to make our own butter. Mm-hmm. I'd say people made a lot of stuff back then themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can. We, we grew big gardens. Mm-hmm. A garden was a necessity. Back then, you know, you had to have a garden pretty much. Well, families was big. Mm-hmm. A lot bigger than they are now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I know I've been trying to teach my grandkids. They're like, this is just child abuse. <laughs> I'm like, do what? <laughs> I'm like, <clears throat> you know, when I was a child, I had five-gallon buckets, and they was, you know, balancing me coming out of this Yeah, garden. yeah. I said, you all got four wheelers. Mm-hmm. You just, I said, I had to pack it out of here. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're like, I hope we don't have to do this next year. Yeah. I said, this is your survival skills. You need. Well, to yeah, know. it's not torture. It's survival no. skills. Everybody needs to know how to do that. Right. Stuff. So, you know, they, uh, which they, they're not into the gardening. Mm-hmm. I myself, I've always enjoyed it because... I never had no choice but to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. If we was going to eat, we better enjoy it. What about that? So, uh, 
you know, I give them a little bit of hard school in there on that. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, well, what do you do with all this food now? Uh-huh. I said, now we're going to can it. Yeah, preserve it. That's it. This is child abuse. I said, I don't know. <laughs> I said, the way you all what acted. About that? I said, the way you all acted in that garden. Yeah. I said, I would have got what they called a backer stick. Yeah. Ooh. For a whipping. Yeah. Not a switch. A backer but stick. But a backer stick. Yeah, it was like a one by one piece yeah. of wood. And, <laughs> you know, when. That's the only time you tested the old folks. Yeah. <laughs> one round of that and you was done with it. Yeah, whipping was a. Was a a whipping back then well as i told my i'm having to raise my grandkids mm-hmm. and i said there's a difference between a beating and a yeah. spanking yeah yeah and i said i've never beat you lord heaven knows <laughs> he's had his hands full because i can feel my grandmother's coming out in oh it. yeah 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 so you know they didn't even know what a backer stick looked like yeah so uh well, can you, I showed them, and they're like, well, can you show us how to grow backers? Oh, I'm, yeah? I'm like, really? Some of the hardest work in the you world. You think that garden was bad? <laughs> you ain't yeah. seen nothing yet. Yeah. I've so. I, I've talked to several people that grew backer, and mm-hmm. they always say it's some of the hardest work they've ever done in their life. Well, you know, we had time to get out and get into that mischief stuff, but mm-hmm. we, uh, which today, these phones... I'm going to post what I just done on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't have that back when I was growing up. You mm-hmm. just, uh, whatever you done, you didn't tell, and whoever was with you, if they told, they know they was going to get a whooping. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we done our mischief, but we always done our work. Oh, yeah. Above all, we done that. Yeah, people's always hard workers back then. Yes. You know, they they had fun and good times, but they always made, made time for mischievous times yes. and just having yes. fun and stuff but most people that i've ever talked to <coughs> as harder work as they done back then they always enjoyed it they always, always you know yeah you had to do it you might as well enjoy it well we had to eat mm-hmm. yeah. uh my grandparents lived on a farm yeah they had milk cows mm-hmm. i did not like milking a cow yeah but i done it yeah i did not like slopping the hogs, but yeah. I done it because yeah. I like their meat. <laughs> oh yeah, and we had to feed the chickens because we all needed eggs. Mm-hmm. But you know, we uh, all of us grandkids would pile in on our grandparents, and it was just like open season for them. They're like, "Go ahead, let them mess up." Oh yeah, yeah. but you know, we all enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. We all enjoyed working the garden, the backer patches, and then my daddy got this wild idea. They used to be a pickle factory and clover bottom really yes i've never heard of that uh right down from the trust factory yeah they call it the darty stretch yeah yeah there's a it's now just a little gray building sitting there okay there's nothing in it i think a couple years ago he might have sold some trailers or something there i know what you're talking about okay that used to be the pickle factory i have never known that so my daddy decided he was going to supply the pickle factory. <laughs> yeah. Now that was worse than backers. Really? Wow. Because you had to, they wanted their pickles just so long. Uh-huh. They couldn't get very big. They had to oh. be the midget pickles. Yeah, yeah. So uh, 
and I don't know if you've ever grown cucumbers before, mm-hmm. but these suckers, you can look at them today, and they're just barely peeping. And by in the morning, these suckers will be yeah, <laughs> yeah. as long as your hand. Yeah. So we, uh, you had to really keep a close eye or you lost money on it. So they had just one on a certain size. A certain size. Huh. Well, no longer than a pickle. <laughs> the miniature pickles. Yeah, the, mini, the miniature pickles. So That's the first time I've ever heard of a pickle factory. Uh, Marcella Doherty yeah. owned it. What about that? I know exactly where you're talking about. I pass mm-hmm. it all the time. Now, that used to be a pickle factory. What about that? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now, I know that guy started selling trailers and stuff there. Yeah. And I think there may even be some still sitting there, but I don't think I, he sells I, anything there now. I don't think he does neither. Yeah. I don't even know who it, what, who it would be. And then mm-hmm. as you come back into Sand Gap, there on, uh, right before you get to Sand Gap Hill, mm-hmm. another one of my daddy's great adventures, we was going to grow us some cane. Oh, yeah. And make our own molasses. Yeah. I've so seen that done. We've done that. Really? With the mules and all that? Uh, well. What, was it sorghum or? Sorghum. Sorghum or molasses or something other that I was watched these guys make, but it wasn't it wasn't them folks, it was somebody else doing it. Well, back <clears> then it was uh all corns. And they had some kind of machine that we just run it through. Okay. There was no mules involved, but I'm pretty sure if Daddy could have got the mules, we'd have done the mules. Right, right, yeah. But uh we made our own molasses and sorghum. We just piddled around with a little bit of everything. Yeah. That was one of the you know, the mules and the whole process of making it was one of the most fascinating things I ever seen mm-hmm. in my life is the process of how they done that. You know, it was some type of I can't remember specifically, but it was remember I remember it was some kind of wheel that turned that the that the donkeys was hooked up to and they just walked in a circle. Yeah. And I believe they fed that into that wheel and it mashed it up mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was so that, fascinating. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a lot of stuff like that you don't see around no more. I saw it that one time in my life, and I've never seen it again. There's probably some people that still does it somewhere, but I don't know. Was it them guys, when you pass Horn's Tire, Yeah. was it them people right there on the right that you're talking about? Uh-huh. I thought it was. Of yeah. Horn. Yeah, I, be- I believe I remember my dad stopping there and buying molasses off of them. They uh, they always had fresh molasses and fresh killed hog meat. Yep, I swear I believe I remember Dad stopping to get some off them. Are them guys still around? Because uh, I, I know that was one, when I was little. <coughs> I know the son is <coughs> and one daughter. I'm not for sure about the rest of the kids. Yes. Yeah. Now the old man's been gone for quite a while. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd say so. That's really a shame that people don't still. Try to do things like that in those ways. Well, you know, as I was trying to explain to my granddaughter, she was mad over the garden. And, you know, that was when COVID hit and everything shut down. Mm-hmm. And you was limited to when you could go into Walmart. And yeah. Of course, yeah. you know, there was a few things we had to have out there. Oh, yeah. And she ran in and she was wanting to get something. I forget what it was. It was some kind of canned food. And uh, she run back to the buggy, and she said, uh, I guess it's a good thing we growed that garden. I <laughs> yeah. said, why? She said, because ain't none on the shelf. Yeah, they would. That was a bad time. It was a bad time. Yeah. And she said, now I see why you was trying to teach us 
mm-hmm. to plant, hoe, work your garden, yeah. preserve your food. Absolutely. And she said, I thought you was just being mean. She said, it's child abuse still. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's child yeah. abuse fast. You can do your laundry. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, that's something else. I'll never forget. I was just amazed when I seen a electric washer. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had the ring, the ring washer, the ringer washer. Feed it through them. Yep. 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 I remember my mama, uh, mama Potter had one on her front porch. And them's the best washing machines you can get. Still today. That's what everybody says. Still, Still today. Still the best ones they are. I've got two, and the ringers don't work. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll just throw them across the line and let them drip dry. Yeah. Till I can get them fixed. So it still works, though? It still washes? Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I got two of them. Well, there's probably somebody out there that can fix those. Yeah, that's just fine. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's interesting stuff. I remember my mama had one on her front porch. And also a very dangerous thing, too. <laughs> if you yeah. was to get a limb or something yeah. other caught in that yeah. thing. Yeah. Because it didn't stop. No. No, that's what I taught. I taught all my grandkids. I'm like, this is how you use it. The mm-hmm. ringers did work when I first bought them. Oh, yeah. And I, they was looking at me like they're like, are you okay? <laughs> do we need to make sure you need, do we need to take you to the doctor? Yeah, yeah. No, uh-huh. I'm good. Yeah. I said, but when you put this piece of clothing, you put this clothing in there and you just put enough to let it catch. And I said, you get back. Right, yo. I said, because if you don't, it'll take you right on to the doctor. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of things back then was pretty dangerous, mm-hmm. but people didn't didn't mess up with them. They they didn't pay no. I mean, they paid attention to them, but you didn't have to worry about people being kind of dumb to stuff. Yes. <laughs> <Better> <laughs> you know? yes, like them ring washers. Those were super dangerous, but people used them and never never got hurt. I you mean, know, that's just like my kids are like. There's kids in my class can't believe you let me peel potatoes. Yeah, I'm what like, about that? I was cooking when I was a little. What are you talking about? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. I mean, stools, five-gallon buckets turned upside down. You up here, you're going to learn how to cook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. We was warned about the sharp objects, the danger of everything. Yeah. But, you know, uh, as my granny told me, she said, you cut yourself one time, I hope it ain't bad. She said, but you'll never forget that first time. That's true. And that you is don't. true. You don't. That was a way of life back then. You know, people learn from their mistakes. And now it's more or less just telling them and warning them and, you know, don't do it like this, don't yeah. do it like that. But, you know, a lot of lot of parents back then just be like, hey, just find out. You'll remember how you messed up. Right. Well, there was so many of they was bigger families back then. Oh, yeah. You couldn't focus on one child. Mm-hmm. You couldn't focus on three children. Yeah. Because, uh, I see, on my daddy's side, I think there was eight of those kids. Oh, wow. And there's stair steps. Yeah. So. Eight kids is a lot. Get tough or you die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what Granny always told us. She said, yeah. either you're going to get tough or you're going to die. <coughs> And then my grandmother on my mom's side, she just had three kids. Mm-hmm. So that made it a little bit easier on her. Yeah. But it was probably a blessing that they only had the three children because she was the high-temperedest woman I'd ever met in my life. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah. many more would have survived her. <laughs> she was rough. Yeah. But, you know, I'm thankful for the 
the weapons I got, the mm-hmm. freedom I got, mm-hmm. the lashings I got, yeah. because that made me who I am today. Yeah. But uh, I did think of that other store's name, and I don't know how I forgot it. Yeah. Rex Miller. Rex Miller. I have heard of that. He yeah. had a store there. He I've sure heard of did. That. I know I'd remember it. And I said, I couldn't remember now, it. Where was it? Uh, was it right in town there? It was right across from the Aggie Markham store. Okay. Yeah. I see the building's still standing. Mm-hmm. It's just back uh, the gap side of the Frosty Act there. Yeah. But it, it looks like it can't stand much yeah. longer. Speaking of Frosty Act up there in San Gap, some of the best food I've ever eaten. And I don't know when that was put in, but it's been there ever since I can remember. Been there ever since I was little. Mm-hmm. And they got the best chuck wagon. I love chuck wagon. Yeah. Chuck wagon sandwiches. Buddy, they're good. They're good. I've never eaten nothing there that ain't good. No. It's, it's it's the best food ever was. It was actually recognized not long ago in some article or on a news station or something like that. And they was talking about, you know, this little... This little town holds one of the best mm. best restaurants in the world, and it was Frosty Ed up there in St. Gap. Well, now, I've got cousins that live in Cornersville, Indiana, and some in uh, Hamilton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And any time any of them come back, it's the first place to stop. Is it? They never forgot it when they was children. Oh, yeah. Well, we stop there, we stop there every now and then on the way to Richmond or on the way back, and I always get the same thing, and a yeah. strawberry milkshake. Yep. Good. They just think, good think nobody can fix it like they do. No, they ain't. They really ain't. And it has been there since I know before, probably before I was born. So, and I'm 43. <laughs> well, I'm 56. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody said they had built that in 1950, 55, 56, or something 56, like that. 56. What about and that? And Fletcher Carrier and his wife was the one that built it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Now, what's the story? You you living up there, and everybody knows this place. The the blue and white house right across from the car wash. What's the what's the like story on that old house? Well, I'm going to tell you what my grandparents told me. Okay. Years ago, back when my grandparents was sparking, fixing mm-hmm. to get married, whatever. Yeah. Down in Moorholler, they had coal mines. Okay. And that's where all the men come to work down, was in the coal mines. Mm-hmm. My grandmother uh, run what part of a boarding house. Okay. And, uh, of course, they had several children, so they had some rooms they could spare and some they couldn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said that there was so many of the workers coming to work in those mines down there that they just didn't have no room for them. Yeah. So that little white house, white and blue house you're talking about, used to be the motel of the Gap. Really? Yep. I never have known the story. I know it's like recognized as a landmark or something. Uh-huh. Now, ain't it? I think uh, the best I can remember, my grandmother told me that was built either right when the coal mines come in down in the Moore Holler mm-hmm. or right after. Yeah. So we're talking probably the 30s. What about that? I always wondered what it is, and I've heard, seen pictures about mm-hmm. it and stuff, but I never really knew the story behind it. So it was like a, used as a hotel. 
Yeah. Of the gap. I never knew that. I can't imagine what it looks like what it looked like when it was brand new. Oh. Beautiful. It was beautiful. There's got a big tree out in the yard and stuff. I can imagine some little girl on a big on a little swing set back yeah. then swinging outside. Now, uh, my my great grandmother had pictures of it. <coughs> and you know, at the back of the house you could see their clothesline stretched out and the wash. Yeah. That yeah. back porch porch was where they done their washing and They'd hang it out and let it dry. Of course, back then, you know, we didn't have dryers. They didn't. Yeah. So, you know, it was just every time I pass by there, I can hear hear all my grandparents talking, you know. Yeah. This happened there. That happened there. Yeah. Just, um, just ridiculous at the history that I didn't really think I was taking in at the moment. Oh, yeah. That's just like now, you know, people, there's things that's happening now that we should kind of take a moment to notice and remember because one of these days we'll be talking about it like me and you was talking about that little blue and white house that's right it's just like right up here from your house used mm-hmm. to be the drive-in oh yeah yeah that was a hot spot that was for a us. very hot spot especially when we could hook up with some of our friends that had a driver's license uh, yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah. you know that that was a, a big money maker for jackson mm-hmm. County. yeah i'd say it was I remember when my mom and dad was dating, uh, sparking, you know, mm-hmm. that's what everybody calls it. Sparking back yeah, then. Yeah, sparking back sparking. then. We didn't date, they sparked. Yeah, they sparked. Uh, they would go up on the roof of uh, my mom, my dad's mom and dad's house and watch the movies from on top of their roof. Right. Because it right, it's right across the road, you yeah. know, from where uh, my dad grew up. And, uh, yeah, I'd say, I can't even imagine what that would be. I wonder if there's, like, pictures or something of like when it was open i've never seen it i would say check with the jackson county sun yeah because it was a big thing keith whitley Mm -hmm. was up here oh yeah i remember him being up here at the drive-in yeah what about that he done i i don't remember what he done but i remember his name was on that board that just stuck out to me of course i had to drive right by it every day to go get my education yeah oh yeah so uh, and you know that's uh which i mean everything's changed so much mm-hmm. it's just like down here where citizens bank sits in mckee yeah if you talk to some of the us older people mm-hmm. <laughs> which is hard to accept <laughs> yeah there used to be a little restaurant there called gino's hmm. made the best pizza in the county really and he also had a game room on the other side. I mean, it was a local hangout for teenagers. What about that? It gave us something to do. I don't know if I've ever heard of that. Gino's. That's so interesting that there was so much back then. Mm-hmm. You know, usually when people think of <coughs> years gone by, they think, well, they, you know, it's a little town, a whole bunk town or whatever. It ain't got much, but there was quite a bit. Listen, uh, which now I don't remember it, but I actually shared a picture on Facebook, and I'm going to have it printed off. I never, I don't remember seeing it, but I do remember my grandparents talking about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll show you the picture here. That used to be Sand Gap. Wow. They had a drive-in. So Sand Gap. Had a theater. Oh, a theater. A theater. You could walk in and buy t- You know, watch a movie. That's something else right there. And pretty uh, town. Yes. Now, right here is uh, 
the old Augie Markham building I was talking mm-hmm. to you about. Yep. Now, straight across the road was Rex Miller's place. Yeah. But I can remember growing up, they was like these little stores. Little shops. Granny stuff. always called them rag-pulling stores. Rag-pulling stores. Yeah. I said, what What rags are we pulling? <laughs> she said, we're going to go in there and see if we can find us some new clothes. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I'd never heard it called rag-pulling before. I never have either. But, you know, they'll educate you. And, um, but it's just, uh, everything has, it's upgraded in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, it ain't. Well, I mean, yeah, that's all over the county. But, you know, I do, uh, and a lot of people don't know about the S tree tear. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So that's why it's called S tree tower. There was a Is, tower. That's not there, there now? No. Okay. Was that a, like a fire tower or something? Yep. Okay. They could see for miles. What about that? Of course, us <clears throat> rambunctious teenagers, we climbed it. Really? Yeah. I say so, that was like a federal offense or something. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I can tell you that was one of the worst <laughs> hikes I had ever took in my life. Yeah. It was straight up. Wow. It was straight. But once you got to the top of that tower, you could see all over. That'd I be mean, something was, else. Listen, I can remember that. I was small. I was probably. Now, my parents had me there when they let me climb it. Yeah. But, but they still let you climb it. Yeah. Yeah, because they, you know, get tough or die. Yeah. <laughs> you better hold on. Yeah. Uh, but I can remember I was probably around eight, nine. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't real young, but mm-hmm. I was young enough. But I just, the, it was just breathtaking to get I'll to the top of that and, and just look. And I was like, man. Yeah. They took out all the fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, I take my grandkids out there camping, and they're like, where's that big tire you used to set? And I said, right here, right here. That? And they're like, how high was it? I said, I didn't measure it. Yeah. It was high. It was high enough. I guarantee it. Because they could stand in it. That's how they monitored the forest fires. Yeah, yeah. My dad, I think, used to do that. The, the only fire tower that I know of, I think, it that's still standing, is going up New 30 there on the left. Yeah. I think it's still there, actually. <clears throat> I don't know if they use it or whatever, but I know that Dad, back when he was super young, used to help whatever agency it was cut out roadways. Mm-hmm. And he would get up there, and I guess, I believe, he told me he'd climb that fire tower and watch for fires. Yeah, that's what, that's what uh, the tower was invented for, to... What about that? Rambunctious teenagers found other things <laughs> for it. I mean, some of us swung off of it, some of us oh didn't. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> we was daredevils. Yeah. I never was much on heights. I, you couldn't get me up on something like that. You'd have to kill me. Well, today I wouldn't go up. Yeah. But when I was a teenager, it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But now, as I got older, I got scared. You get me on top of this table, I'll get shaky. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> Uh, can you remember one of the specific times where you got in pretty bad trouble when you was little? What, whatever you did to get in trouble? I guess the worst deal I done was skipping school. Skipping school. And getting caught. Yeah, I did that quite a bit. I never did get caught, I don't think. Oh, yeah, I got caught. There's about 10 of us. <laughs> <laughs> the one day, and I'm like, they 
all of them have been, you know, skipping school. And I'm like, <coughs> I'll go with you tomorrow. Why won't you go today? I won't go today, but I'll go tomorrow. Yeah. And we left that morning. As soon as the bus is unloaded, it, we was just like turkeys being hunted. So we hit them woods like mm-hmm. no other. Yeah. And uh, I <coughs> said, I just got a bad feeling about this. Uh-huh. We had to go through a cow pasture. That was the first warning. Yeah. I got hung up in barbed wire. Oh, yeah. Ripped my pants. That's a bad sign. I said, right here, we need to go back and go back to class <laughs> right yeah. now. They're like, no, we're all halfway there. And I said, well, we went to this little place. This is another little hangout. It used to be Club Lake. Yeah. I know where Club Lake is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, see, when you got to you come there at the top of the San Gap School, you look over at Cemetery there at the end of the school. Yep. Straight shot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. They got 10 of us there. <laughs> it wasn't no straight shot. I got hung up in barbed wire. <laughs> and I know when we was coming back, I told them, I said, man, I said, they're searching the buses. I said, you're busted. Something's Oh, they was looking happened. for you. Yeah, we've been gone all day. Oh, man. I thought, oh. Listen, I got a whipping from both grandparents, from both parents. Oh, Lord. Then I got a, the principal got a hold of me. Mm-hmm. And I look back today, yeah, I needed more than what I got. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because if I caught one of my grandchildren doing that, yeah, I'd beat them. Yeah. Because we was down there at this club lake. We was swimming. Mm-hmm. Of course, we packed hot dogs. We eat good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we wasn't going hungry or nothing, but we'd swim all day, and it was time for the buses to load, and we knew we had to get back. Mm-hmm. And when we popped that over at Hill there at that cemetery, I told him, I said, right there comes the principal off the bus. Rhonda, you can't see a thing. You ain't got your glasses on. <laughs> That's him. Yeah. Sure enough, it was him. Damn you hide. Caught us. What about that? Out of all the days, one parent could come hunting one child because it was a family emergency. Oh, man. Got us all caught. <sighs> yeah. But we did. They was like, we're going to lay out tomorrow. I said, y'all lay out all you want. Mm-hmm. I said, I still don't know if I can sit down today. <laughs> I said, and I don't know if they're done with me. Yeah. I said, so... And, you know, I can remember my mother, she was, my mother was all laid back, and she never got excited, yeah. but she was excited this day. I'd say so. Yeah. She said, you could have drowned it. Yeah. Do you know where, it, she said, I will absolutely beat you with an interest in your life. <laughs> I'm like, that's okay, Mommy. I'm not doing it now. Oh, was y'all teenagers or younger? Well, it was probably seventh grade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, that, that's that good age. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ten of you. Yeah, we was ten of us. We ate hot dogs, swam all day, and got beat the rest. Yeah. But, you know, we learned our lesson. Yeah. But, at, you know, the next day, they none of them decided to go. Mm-hmm. And I think back on that, and I'm like, mm, I'd hate to be on the receiving of one of my kids ever do that. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I knew how to swim. Mm-hmm. That was something else. Uh, back when we was growing up, it sounds cruel today, mm-hmm. and I guess people could get in trouble over it. <coughs> you know, old folks, one of my papas, he moved about as slow as the sloth. Yeah. 
unless you got him excited, son, then he could move. He's just rested. Yeah, <laughs> he's just rested. <laughs> yeah. You know, he'd take all of us grandkids swimming. Mm-hmm. And my granny back there said, you're going to ground every grandchild we got if you don't quit. Oh, yeah. He said, I reckon I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. He'd just pick us up, shirt, shorts, and throw us in. Right in the water. Right in the water. And he you better said, learn how. <laughs> he said, if you don't hush, they're every one going to ground. Oh, my god! That's what he told my grandmother. I'll never forget <clears> it. <throat> and we all learned to swim. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) We all come out of there. Man. And that's how we that's how we was taught to swim. I know that I know that that's the truth because I've heard of other people telling me that that's Mm -hmm. how they taught their grandkids or kids how to swim. Just throw them in there. I just didn't throw mine in there. I got in with them and I'm like, Y'all gotta be real careful with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you know (coughs) my granny my grandpa always said a man that couldn't swim would ground in a heartbeat and if anybody was trying to save him mm-hmm. he'd ground everybody around and oh, that's yeah. the truth that is the truth it is yeah they'll drag you right under uh-huh. yeah um i'm i mean i can swim i'm scared of water it's so easy to drown it is people don't even realize how easy it is to drown it's, it's i mean you can drown on what is it uh, a teacup a teacup of water mm-hmm. you can drown yeah. and uh, we've got a pool out there and I was dead set against on getting that pool just because it makes me nervous, Rick. Again, I can swim like a fish. Yeah. But I've got two little boys, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, which they can swim now. We've had that pool a couple, two, three years. And, uh, well, I didn't teach them how to swim. Patsy taught them how to swim, my wife, because yep. I was just too, my nerves was too bad to, to handle it, you right. know. So, uh, but they can swim, and it is a very important thing to know how to swim. But even if you can swim, you can drown in a heartbeat That's right. because of somebody else that don't know how to swim. That's right. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. It's, it's oh yeah, you uh, yeah. Back back growing up in my time, you got tough or you died. Mm-hmm. And you know, it didn't matter whether you was male or female in the family. You learned to hunt. Mm-hmm. You learned to fish. Yeah. You learned to clean the wild food. Mm-hmm. You didn't. Oh, there was no way. <clears throat> if you catch the biggest fish out of that lake, and you think you're gonna hang it on my wall, you, I'm gonna take you out to out back. <laughs> out to the shed. Out to the shed. <laughs> I said, Papa, what are you talking about? He said, God give you this food to eat. Yeah. He said he didn't give it. For you to mount on my wall and make me mad. Okay. That's all it took. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our papas took us and showed us how to hunt and fish and rabbit, whatever. Yeah. We could hunt it all. Taught us a little bit about the herbs and stuff, but now some of that I have forgot mm-hmm. in time, but I'd say if I was out walking in the woods and I seen it, I'd probably recognize oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it was all about living off the land. Yeah, well, you had to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a different time back then. You know, wages and stuff was nothing like they are now. Mm-mm. Even as cheap as things was, you know, you met, I remember you saying you got a pack of Marlboros and two, three other things with $2, yes. and that went for the week. Week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't even imagine that now. No. You know, so I really think, and I and I see this, and I know you do too. People is kind of reverting back to these old school ways of mm-hmm. growing uh, gardens and preserves and and uh, canning and all right. this stuff, you know. 
because the way times is now, you know, may be dependent on it. That's right. You know, on your hunting skills or fishing skills or canning or growing a garden. Now, see, all my <clears throat> grandparents lived through the Great Depression. Okay. Wow. So yeah. they they was all about, you know, I got a, a kettle of soup beans. Mm-hmm. If you think you can eat two cups of it, that's all you get. Yeah. You can always come back and get more, mm-hmm. but you can never put back if you take too much. Yeah. yeah. And that's just how we was raised. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I, I preach it today mm-hmm. to them grandkids. I'm like, take a little. You want more, go back and get a little. Oh, yeah. Don't let your eyes be bigger than your stomach, stomach. is what my mom always yep. told me when I was yep. little. Yep. Your eyes is bigger than your stomach, wasn't they, honey? <laughs> and, uh, you know, whatever you take, you're going to eat. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I tried showing these children, and it's hard to show this generation because you give and you give and you give. Mm-hmm. And I caught myself giving. I thought, well, I'm foolish. I wasn't raised like this. Yeah. I didn't even give their daddy like this. Mm-hmm. And um, I, we ran out of pot. Well, there's a dollar store right down there. I said, yeah, looks good. Got the gap lit up. <laughs> You're just making fun of me. Yeah. I said, no. I said, it's lit up. I see it. Yeah. They said, take us down there and get us some pot. I said, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean, no? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm in my nightgown. Uh-huh. I'm not going to walk in that store <coughs> and buy a pop because you told me to. Well, yeah. Yeah. No you problem. see, I'm the adult. You're the child. Mm-hmm. Drink you some water. Yeah. I hate you. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I love you. Good night. <laughs> I love you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Good night. Where uh-huh. are you going to bed? Because uh-huh. my temper is getting out of hand. Yeah. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, you can't. I can remember taking pennies and buying penny bubble gum. Really? You can't even get that. Lord no. Twenty five cents for a little one little piece of like a, what is it, bub bubble bubblicious or maybe something, something like that. Something. Well I used to pay a penny for it. A penny. Mm-hmm. Now people traded things with food. with food mm-hmm. back then. I know that I've talked to people that you know, would have a bunch of chickens, and they'd take a dozen eggs and trade it for this, or trade it for that, mm-hmm. milk or whatever. You know, cornmeal. Cornmeal. That was real common back yep. then. You know, they would go to the mm-hmm. market and say, "Hey, here's yep. your eggs for whatever." Yeah. You know, that was very common back then. It was kind of a way of life. You it know? was, because back then neighbors looked out for neighbors. Yeah. yeah. I've got something you need. You've got something I need. Let's trade. Yeah. Yeah. Barter. Yeah. Today, I'm scared to step out my front door without a pistol. Yeah, that's I mean, sad, ain't it? So <laughs> sad. I'm the same way. I mean, it's just, it's the world we live in, and mm-hmm. I, I just, I hate it. Yeah. It's not the world, it's the people in it. I saw you say that uh, earlier today. I think it was you, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very true. It's the same world. The only thing that's changed is the people in it. There's just greed. Yeah. Uh, bud hurt. Uh, that offended me. I died 999 times. What are you talking about offending me? You know, because that's that's just the way we was. was, 
You know, they played a lot thicker skin back then. Oh yeah. So. You know, it's just like I've got I've got a pickup truck and I've got four kids. Mm. Let me ride in the back. Son, I can't let you ride back there. In the bed. Why? Yeah. Yeah. They said it's just so much cooler. I said it's so much against the law. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, but we seen pictures of you all riding in the back. And I'm like, everywhere you went. It was hey. We played baseball mm-hmm. right down. Of course, the only baseball field we had, we had to come to McKee to play. Yep. yep. They was a man out of Chestnut Flat. I mean, when I'm telling you he had a truckload of kids, he had a truckload of kids coming yep. out of the gap. Bed of the truck would be squatting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I him, know the only adult. Yeah. He'd had the gir- the girls and the boys. We didn't care. We all rode the same. We didn't care. Mm-hmm. And why anybody pull out today? The Lord have you. Yeah, they would. They'd have you pulled over so quick you couldn't stop. Yeah, it was nothing to see Mm-mm. people in the back of trucks <laughs> everywhere you went. Yeah. And I, now if you was to see somebody riding in the back of a truck, you think, God, that, that guy is crazy. They've lost their mind. They've lost their mind. But it, that's just so funny how people's mindset changes about things mm-hmm. that used to be just common, common everyday day day. things, mm-hmm. you know, you know, to jump in the bed of the truck and go to the store. Yeah. You know. We used to ride around standing up, holding on to the window. Yeah. Come on, take that yeah. curve. Yeah. But, you know, they it's just, I don't know, it's just a different time. It's oh, yeah, well, the people the, in Even it. the vehicles that we drive, you know, they used to be ashtrays in the door handles. Yeah. In the, in the armrests or whatever. In the back seats there, right against the, the driver's seat, just pull it out. Yeah. Yeah, you don't see it. You won't see an ashtray in a car now. Uh Uh-uh. I remember when I was little, my mom and dad had an old Oldsmobile car. Cutlass, I bet. Cutlass. (laughs) Yeah, it was. (laughs) Absolutely was. (laughs) I remember It was like green or something. Long. uh, Yeah, it was long. But there was this little area in the back glass, you know, where people sat stuff. And I remember getting up in there and laying there. Laying there. Wouldn't ever right. dream of putting a seatbelt on. Nobody wore seatbelts. No, huh? But yeah, that's just how, how different things is. Nowadays. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that, listen, it's, um, I'm proud of my raising. Mm-hmm. I'm glad of the knowledge that my grandparents, God rest their soul, and my parents both probably thought, I was going to be as dumb as a rock. <laughs> well, I come out smelling like a rose on yep. that one. But, uh, you know, they taught me everything I needed to know to survive. Mm-hmm. The one thing that the world is is missing is respect. Big time. Huge. Respect. Dignity. Yeah. Honor. Mm-hmm. It's just like somebody said, uh, well, it wasn't somebody. It was that oldest granddaughter. I told her, I said, my house stinks. Uh-huh. She said, I don't smell nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I said, if I'd have done that, I'd eat every dish my grandmother had. Yeah. And I said, they're all glass. Uh-huh. She said, I don't believe your grandmother would have ever done that. Oh, Lord. I said, you want to bet? Yeah. I said, because she didn't care. Yeah. You know, clean, cleanliness. Mm-hmm. you got to be clean. You, and respect, you know. 
And like, I can smell nothing. <laughs> Run all over you. <laughs> right, right down my back. I said, it's uh, a good thing I'm a short person. I said, because if, <laughs> if I was a big tall person, I'd still be mad. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, very true. People don't, uh, there's a real big, huge lack of respect, dignity, integrity in people nowadays. It's just lost on people. It's put, I probably shouldn't say it, but I'm going to. The government has put everybody in a bubble. They have. You offend me. They have. Well, you know what? If I get up and my pants is hanging down to my knees, I don't care if it offends you. I'm comfortable, buddy. Well, yeah. You know? Well, yeah. But you know that over here, come on, turn your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've seen that a hundred times. What are you talking about? <coughs> you know, it's uh, people shielding, sh- shielding their children. Like I was talking there, peeling the the potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that knife's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to get cut. I just hope you don't cut your finger off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or I can remember going to the meat house with uh, them old hickories. Mm-hmm. Them suckers about that long. Yeah. Blade about that wide. Yeah. Them sharp, sharpened with wet rocks, brother. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, That's sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people... Don't uh, run. Walk. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to go out there and you're going to cut me a slab of that meat off. Uh Uh-huh. I'm like, I may die with this thing. Yeah. Get tough. Get tough. That's what I was talking about. I am completely in agreement with you on that, but I will say this, that uh, people... I'm guilty of this. Shielding my children Mm -hmm. far too much. You know, because of what they went through when they was born, of course. You know, well, that, and there's so much wickedness. Yeah, yeah. This this was not here Mm-mm. when I was a teenager. No, it wasn't. No. You don't hear of nothing like this no. back then. No. Yeah. You didn't hear of it uh, 38 years ago when I had their dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which now I didn't let him walk 421. Lord, no, he was the only child I had. If he knew, he ain't doing. Hey, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you know, it's just um, I got softer with him. And you do shelter your children more. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think back on And I asked my mother, I said, how come you didn't just probably take our lives? <laughs> and she said, well, <laughs> she said, Mommy told me I had to cut the cord sometime. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, are you serious, Mommy? Yeah. She said, I didn't want you to go, she said, but I figured I'd taught you enough about this road that yeah. I really fear it. See, my mother got hit by a car on 421. Okay, so she's... She really feared that road. Yeah, she had a reason to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we didn't know it till we was older. And she said, they drive drive up and down 421 here like it's just, just a, a drag strip. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that, <laughs> but I do remember that dragging and going on up there in the gas load tonight, but yeah. I ain't going to tell you. Uh, yeah. That's something else we do on Friday and Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'd be a bunch, get together, and the baddest vehicle won. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, nobody does that. Everybody calls the law. They're out here doing this, yeah. doing that. And, you know, they we was just out to have fun back then. That's big difference in it, yeah. And now, Huge. now, 
you call the law, mm-hmm. or maybe they'll leave. Yeah. No, no, they're on my property. Oh, yeah. That's different. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's different. But, you know, y'all wanted to put us in jail as teenagers for drag racing. Mm-hmm. But you won't put these people over here now in jail for what they do. That's uh, you're you're right. You know, back uh, then, and even when I was sixteen years old, we used to race over in the quarter mile in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the name of that store? At the outskirts of Anvil, there. Chat and Chew. Past Chat and Chew, the next stretch. Past Chat and Chew. Yeah, that was uh from from uh, that there was a tree stump or something over there beside the road. We'd line up right there, and when we got to the store, that was exactly a quarter mile. We would we would drag race there, yeah. but we was never into any meanness. I mean, right. some people say, well, that was mean right there. You're breaking <coughs> the law, blah blah blah. Nobody ever got hurt. Nobody ever was set out to like do anything mean, you know. But now. When anybody's out doing anything, there's usually a lot of meanness involved in it. Exactly. You know what I mean? There's a difference between mm-hmm. then and now. And, you know, we talk, we mentioned, you mentioned, you know, protecting your children and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Back when you was growing up and even I was growing up, there was far less meanness to get into. Now everything's the digital world. There's That is very dangerous. There's, there's so much more... I saw something go across the screen. There's, <laughs> it freaked me out. It was that screen moving. It's fixing to get you. <laughs> but there's so much more opportunity for people to get into meanness now versus then. Exactly. You know, uh, the worst place in the world is the internet oh. for a youngster. Oh, and I hate it. Yeah, I do too. I and here I see it with it all around all me. All around us. All around me. But I do at least. You know, people like you and me do realize just how dangerous it is to, exactly. to somebody, even grown people, you know, not just children. Yeah. There's I mean, a lot of meanness can be gotten into by adults on there, especially you know. Uh, but uh, it's just all in your raising. It is. I feel like. Common sense. Common sense ain't so common no more. I got a sign up there I that says, that. bring back common sense. That was the first thing I read when I come in here. I <laughs> sat down and you said, I'm going to go tell my boys that I'm down here. I looked up yeah. and I said, hmm, uh-huh. I need that sign. <laughs> yeah. I need that in a neon sign uh-huh. in the middle of my yard. Yeah, yeah. Light it up. Bring back common sense. But uh, it is. It's, uh, it's just... Uh, it's the people in the world mm-hmm. just wanting to have their way. And when you kind of push it back a little bit, mm-hmm. you'll find the government right at the bottom of it. Oh, absolutely. Every time. Or top of it, should I say. Every time. Now, you, me and you have known each other for a while, yeah. <coughs> a few years. And I liked you from, from the get-go because you speak your mind. Right. And I am the same way. And me and you have had uh, some dealings with some other people in this county. Yeah. And we won't get into that, but you know what I'm talking yes. about. And uh, I am a big proponent of keeping government out of people's lives. You know, yes. now you can't turn on a phone, you can't turn on TV or radio, any type of informational thing. And the first thing you see is something political or uh-huh. governmental or something there like that. It's it's the popular thing now. It you is. Know? And who would have thought? Right. Would you have ever thought in your life 
that it would be the cool thing to keep up with politics. No, but I'm going to tell you, they was, uh, as a child, when the news was on, we had to sit and listen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, di- you didn't speak till that news went off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're old enough to remember uh, Walter Con- Cronkite. Was Cron- uh, yeah, Walter Con- Con- Cronkite or Cron- something like that. Yeah. Anyway, he had it Cronkite. on. Cronkite. Cronkite, that's it. Yeah. He had it on his news one night, and I remembered it. And when cell phones first come out that look like this, uh-huh. everything you need's going to be in something like this, and it's going to be smaller than a loaf of bread. Yeah. I remember that man on, on the news that night talking about that. He said it's going to corrupt everything. Well, he was spot on, wasn't he? He said it's going to hold your personal information. Mm-hmm. It's going to hold your life if you let it. Yeah, and, and it does I'm, most people. As a kid, when I heard this man talk about what this, about that? I was sitting there eating popcorn because that's all I was allowed to do till the news went off. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. Mommy and Daddy hadn't come pick me up yet. Uh-huh. I had to watch the news and eat popcorn. But I do remember seeing that, and I was like, Man, he nailed it years ago. Yeah. People thought, probably thought he was crazy back then, though. Well, yeah, because I can remember, because Granny and Papa had had the conversation after the news had went off, and they was talking, they was like, that man was talking about something so small that it's going to rule the world, smaller than a loaf of bread. It's like, I just don't see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they was in their <coughs> 60s and 70s then. They didn't see it. Yeah. But where I was a child, and I took that little bit of information was stored in me when these first come out. That was the first thing I remembered was watching that man on the news that night. Oh, what about that? It come right back to you. It come right back. I said, right there's that loaf of bread that man was talking about. about that? I bet that was scary. It was. It was. It was like Twilight Zone for me Mm -hmm. because I was like, "I, I remember this. Yeah. I'd say that was a scary moment for a lot of people <clears throat> because I'd say, I mean, obviously you wasn't the only person to hear that man talk about that, no. Walker, Walter Cron- Cronkite. I don't know why we can't say his name. <laughs> Me neither because they drilled it in my head, let yeah. me tell you. Very famous guy. He was. Know? But uh, there was another guy, and I, I cannot think of his name, very well-known radio host, and I know you you know this guy. And if I, I'm going to, I can't pull it up right now. It'd take me forever to find it. But I'm going to find this, this, it's not a speech, but he was doing an introduction to his radio show. Right. And he, this was back in the 60s, 50s or 60s, real old radio show. And I, they still play reruns of his show on NPR or something other, maybe. Right. And uh, he is talking about good versus evil and how it's going to develop throughout our 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 life mm-hmm. and this guy he's not a uh, he's not a an evangelist or a minister or preacher or anything like that but he's just a super smart individual and he lays it out he's like it's hard for me to explain i can't explain it i will have to find it and put it on mm-hmm. uh, an episode of this and just play the audio, but 
I've listened to it dozens of times mm-hmm. just to just to kind of break down each thing he talks about. And everything that he says in this, it's here today. It's, here today. it's so scary. Well, you know, this is like, of course, we was rambunctious teenagers. At the end of time is coming. The end of time, I'm telling you, that's all I heard when I was a teenager. It's oh, so yeah. close. Yeah. You, you're going to church Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You get right with Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got right with him quite a few times. <laughs> and it wasn't even close to Sunday. That's okay. Uh, and, you know, I, I could, I was, I was reading something on Facebook there, and I thought, man, I've missed something here. Mm-hmm. And I went back and I started looking more stuff up to what I'd thought I'd missed. Yeah. And I was like, the end of time and it's here. I ain't oh, missed yeah. nothing. Yeah. I, I didn't miss nothing. Mm-hmm. My grandparents missed it. Yeah. I didn't. Mm-hmm. They missed it. Yeah. Yeah, we was mean. Yeah, we was rambunctious. But you know, growing up, about the biggest thing we could do was drink. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And, you know, we was happy with Mad Dog 2020, and, man, didn't he teach you a lesson. <laughs> I can just about smell that stuff. Oh, wow. yeah? Oh, wow. Oh, it's, That's some rough stuff. That was rough. <laughs> I never want to go back. Never. And I'm like, but they told me that was going to make me go to hell. Uh-huh. And the end of time was here. Yeah. And you've got people walking around here. They don't know if they're male, female, cat, dog. It's it's awful. It's a mad world. I I didn't miss nothing. My grandparents missed. Yeah, yeah, you're right. These, uh, I don't know. It's It's, scary. It's it's a very scary time to be alive right now. It is. It could happen at any moment. I mean, the end, the end, the end of the world could happen at any moment. It's that close. Yeah. And and you know I I kept you know I. I was like, oh, my God, my grandparents missed it. I need to be the one warning people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because absolutely. we was rambunctious, but the only thing we could do was get drunk and get caught and get beat half to death. <laughs> yeah. And do it again the next do day. It again. <laughs> well, sometimes we would, sometimes we wouldn't. Wait for the weekend, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or try to hide a little deeper when uh-huh. we done it. But now it's like you need a billboard sign because you were a – C cup in your bra. Yeah. I'm like, I never was proud of anything. It was a <laughs> nuisance. You know? <laughs> I mean, and then now you got them out here today. Oh, I'm a, you know, yeah. I need a billboard sign. I'm like, yeah. what's wrong with you all? Everybody wants to put themselves on display. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, as, as I told, uh, and I tell these grandkids, the quieter you are, the more you're seen. Yeah. They said, well, why don't you keep your mouth shut? I said, well, it usually is till somebody makes me mad. Uh-huh, yeah. Then we have an issue. Yeah, I stay pretty quiet unless something something hurts me. Just gets me. in there and just pokes at you like a bear. Mm-hmm. But, and it is, it's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. It's, it's insanity is what it is. <laughs> it's, 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 it's something else. You know, the, the times between, the differences between then and now kind of makes you think if the world does last much longer, what's it going to be like in 10, 20 more years? Scary. You know. <clears throat> and you know, my grandmother, she got sick. And she said, you know, I ain't scared of dying. 
And I said, well, Granny, I said, that's real brave of you. She was real sick. Yeah. And I said, but can I ask you why you ain't scared of dying? <coughs> she said, I ain't scared of dying one bit. She said, I'm scared of dying off and leaving my foolish grandchildren behind. Wow. She said, I've got to know that you all know how to survive. Yeah. Yeah, and that bared on sense. her mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I think back to mine in her conversation, and I'm like, she was right. She wanted to know that we could survive without her. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I, I believe any parent would be that way, you know, uh, especially around here. You know, people's yeah. pretty strong in their faith oh, and yeah. stuff like that. And, uh they just want to know that their kid is going to be okay. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just like there's a lot of laws I don't believe in. Mm-hmm. If me and you left here right now and we got in a vehicle and I was driving yeah. and I wrecked mm-hmm. and you passed away in this wreck, yeah. they would get me for manslaughter. Oh, absolutely. But still yet, it was a 50-50 chance mm-hmm. that both of us took whether you drove or I drove. Yeah, I got in the truck willingly. Uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how, it's just uncommon. It ain't uncommon. It's just, to me, it's just ungodly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, I, I, it ain't like I had you handcuffed to my vehicle. Yeah, you didn't make me do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're over the age of 18, you are to have enough sense. Do I need to get in that vehicle with this woman? Is she going to hold it wide open? You know, this thing's got a big V8 in it. Yeah. She's used to driving these big, long vehicles. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, they, the world looks at it different, and that's something else. Mm-hmm. The vehicles me and you grew up well, you might have never drove them, but I did. They was like army tanks. Oh, yeah, you couldn't turn the things up. Listen. These old Chevelles and Novas and stuff yeah. like that. You, you hit a tree with them, you're going to get black eyes. Yeah, and the tree wouldn't be there no more. Uh, well, that's true. <laughs> and uh, like the truck I'm driving today, oh, my God. It just, like, wadding up a piece of paper. Oh, yeah, they don't make nothing like they used to. Mm-mm. Just like that ring washer. It's still going. It's still going. And uh, you go buy a brand new one, state-of-the-art with all the bells and whistles, it might last two or three years. I, I don't even like them. Yeah. If it, if it ain't at least 40 years old, I don't want it. It don't yeah. work good. Well, it don't. We had some of the big high-tech washer and dryers, you know, uh, when we bought this place, and it lasted, they lasted about four years. Four. And, uh, you know, they had all the bells and touch screens and all this stuff, and they was junk, mm-hmm. just junk. Didn't last no time. And then uh, Patsy heard of this brand called Speed Queen or speed machine or something like that they're real old school mm-hmm. made they're they look like the ones that i that my mom had when i was growing up you know come in on the mayflower yeah yeah you know it's knobs and buttons uh-huh. and nothing flashy or anything like that and we bought them and uh which we we uh, pirates i think we bought them mm-hmm. out in richmond and we was looking at this town i think they're called speed machine or speed queen or something like that and then she was looking at another set made by Samsung or something. Like real nice, real flashy, you know. And then over here sets the old school kind, nothing flashy about them or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we talked to the salesman 
And we was like, you know, what's the difference between these? And he's right. like, well, this Samsung set is nice. It's got all these features. It's it's it'll fluff your clothes up for you while it dries them. It's just awesome. He said they'll last five or six years. Yeah. He said, and then you got the Speed Queen brand over here. He's like, it's their basic washer and dryer. You know, you put your clothes in, you turn the knob, push a button, it'll clean your clothes. He said, those will still be running after you're dead. <laughs> Right yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, That's what we want. <laughs> yeah. So, and they was more expensive than the Samsung kind. Uh-huh. And I told my wife, I was like, let's just go old school. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's just like I seen something on Facebook that made a lot of sense. I can remember my grandmother cooking off of that. You had to build a fire, cook. Oh yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Their stoves back in. Yeah. Said, why supply the government? Mm-hmm. I thought right there was my next stove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May burn the house down trying to teach these <laughs> yeah. kids how to cook on it, yeah. but I can do it. Well, that old house that my mom grew up mm-hmm. in on Walker's Branch, they had yeah. a a wood stove in the middle of their living room, mm-hmm. and uh, did for many years after they they bought it and everything, right. and they cooked on it. Right, that was the only heat they had, you know. Well, you know that ice storm hit. Been a couple of years back. Yeah, yeah, it was rough. They was like, a friend called me. She's like, "How are you cooking over there, Rhonda?" <laughs> I said, "I got a big wood burner downstairs." I said, "I got me a big pot of soup beans cooking." Yeah. She said, "Do what?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Yeah, come on over in about three hours. We'll eat some soup beans and cornbread." Still going. How are you going to fix cornbread? I'm going to fry it on top of that stove. <laughs> well, she come over and she said, my God, she said, you've got water boiling. I mm-hmm. said, well, yeah, I'm going to be stinking. Uh-huh. I said, I'm going to wash off. Yeah. She said, she just, she said, I just need to move in with you. Said, yeah. Come on in. Well, you know, there is people uh, more so in these rural Appalachian areas that will su- survive the test of time. They will. They'll keep right on trucking, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, people like m- m- my mom and dad and you uh-huh. and other people, uh, they would. I would say if they if you if they'd be honest with you, they prefer it that way. Still right. to this day, don't get me everything's wrong. Everything's so much simpler. <coughs> don't get me wrong. I love that nice hot shower. Oh yeah, I love yeah. it. But I can live without it. Yeah. Now what people that's. Them? never known anything other than that well my kids they was like i'm not doing that <laughs> i said well you're gonna be stinking be sure you stay in your bedroom yeah yeah <laughs> they're like you seriously gonna bath like that mm-hmm. i said i can remember taking a bath behind the wood stove in a big look like what you feed cattle in yeah but it was a bathtub yeah wash tub wash tub that's what yeah. they call it. and i said they was like didn't you have running water I said, my grandparents did. Had running water if you would take off and run it, with it. it <laughs> in run, a jug. It, it run right down. It run right off of that roof, right into that bucket. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we'd set it on the stove and heat it up. Yeah. Somebody told me that one day. They asked somebody I knew about, uh, didn't you have running water? And they said, well, yeah, if you ran with the buckets in your hand, you did. <laughs> we had running water. That's <laughs> But I knocked know, a dad when he told me that. <laughs> but mine ran right off the roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about and, that? Uh, but, you know, that was just the way we was. 
I mean, we, my parents, and they lived out on 421. My grandparents lived back in Hollers. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have running water. I mean, an outhouse, my grandkids was like, yeah. what is what an is outhouse? An outhouse? I said, well, I'll show you one day. Yeah. I did. Introduce you to the outhouse. And they're like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I waited for them to come out, and I said, did y'all flush that when y'all got done? There ain't no handle. I said, I waited on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you supposed to flush it? <laughs> they went back in and they was looking. Yeah, yeah. It was hilarious because they had never seen one. Mm -hmm. But see, we, I had. And, but, you know, it was just, just the way everything's advanced. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I do. I, I really, I worry over my grandkids. There's something well, that's who everybody there. better be worried about. Listen. They wouldn't have mind. As I told my <coughs> grandmother when she was sick and I knew she was dying, I said, Granny, I said, I know how to do everything you did. She said, no, you don't. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, I do. Yeah. I said, the only difference is I ain't learned to put my man in the basement like you've done, but I'll manage that before it's over. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, so she lived upstairs and Papa lived downstairs. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they didn't eat together or nothing. Wow. I said, why are y'all married? She said, because I don't like him. <laughs> I said, but y'all married and got kids, grandkids. She said, well, I don't want to look at him. I don't like him. Yeah, yeah. Put him just, in the basement. He stayed in the basement. She stayed upstairs. What about that? I'd say, Papa, why do you bring her food? I love the old goat. The old goat. Yeah. They was old goats to each other. I love her. Yeah. I said, she don't love you. I don't care. <laughs> just didn't pay no attention to it. He go back downstairs. Yeah, do his thing. She do hers. But no, it was just just different times, and I mean, it's mm -hmm. just it's really heartbreaking to know what's coming. Yeah, you really don't know what's coming, but you know pretty well that it's nothing good. Well, I seen enough with the COVID that really rattled my cage. Yeah. I think that woke a lot of people up. Out there, it did me. You know, it's got a lot of people to wanting to preserve their foods. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's been some out there that had no clue what even to start with to can. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can year round. Do you? I do. That's a good idea. Anybody better? And you know, it's just like the other night. Well, it's been a week or two ago. I was kind of sick and under the weather. Mm -hmm. I told them kids, I said, if y'all go down in the basement, I can some vegetable soup. I said, get it, and we'll heat it up. And I said, I showed y'all how to make grilled cheese. I'm sure y'all won't set the house on fire, but if you do, I got a fire extinguisher. Yeah. We'll put you out. <laughs> but you know that come in handy. They didn't want to cook because they're lazy. <laughs> yeah. All kids yeah, are lazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. And, you know, I'm like, just uh, get that, and we'll heat it up, and go with it from there well what do you want i just want some of that soup and i'll be good with it yeah my mom cans uh vegetable soup and stuff like that tomatoes anything you can buy out of the store that's in a can mm -hmm. you can can in your kitchen yeah can in. i've canned meat mm -hmm. butter yeah cheese mm -hmm. so spaghetti, whatever yeah people really needs to needs to needs to start thinking about things like that because there may come a day where you wish you'd have known it. 
Well, you may run to Walmart like my granddaughter did, wanting that one thing. I forget what it was, and he gone. Uh, yeah, gone. Oh yeah. I said, yeah, gone like yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's a song about that. I said, we'll go home and get it out of the basement. <laughs> 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 but it, uh, but no, it. Uh, the life I lived as a teenager and a young adult. Mm-hmm. I had the best life there ever was. I promise you that. That's good. That's awesome. It sounds like a lot of fun to have lived back then and grew up the way everybody did. Uh, a whole lot different now, though. We didn't get bored. That was a word we did not use in nobody's house. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, we thought we was bored, we kept it to ourselves and went and climbed a tree mm-hmm. and hoped we didn't fall and break nothing. Yeah. Which we usually did, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we we never used the word bored. I'm bored. Mm. You hear that a lot nowadays, though. Yeah. Yeah. I they know get, I do. Uh, you old people are boring. Uh-huh. I said, but someday the old people will be the only thing that you can remember that taught you anything. Oh, absolutely. The most valuable lessons in the world is the ones you look <clears throat> learn from your elders. Yes. Sure is. That's the purpose of this right here. <clears throat> Actually is to have people from all walks of life on this on Appalachian Table Tales get their story recorded because this is going to be recorded forever. People mm-hmm. can listen to it for as long as the world exists. Uh, till this crashes. Till that crashes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, crashes. yeah. Uh, so I think it's real important to get people's story on on recorded and right and uh, let people see, let people learn all about how it used to be and how it can be still. But I appreciate you coming on and talking to us. Well, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm honest about it. So. Oh yeah, I know you are. That's <laughs> why I knew I wanted to get you on here. I know you you're always want to tell the truth no matter if you like it or not. It'll stand where nothing else does. Yeah. Yep. And I don't like making up lies because I don't know. You know, when you make up one lie, you have to make up a whole train load to keep it oh, standing. Yeah. yeah. Just tell the truth and get it over. I don't care if yeah. it hurts me, makes me mad, whatever. One of my favorite quotes, I'm a quote <coughs> person, I like quotes. And one of my favorite quotes in the world that I've ever heard is, there is not a, there's not a man alive with a good enough memory to be a successful liar. There you go. Yeah. I think Abraham Lincoln said that, and that's always stuck with me. Don't you know when you when you start out with a lie, you got to remember that lie forever to keep up your your life. It's like a train. Yeah, it just keeps on. It going. just keeps on going. So just tell the truth. You don't have to remember the truth. It's always going to be there. That's right. So, so but, but I'm I, glad I got to come up and be with you. Yeah, I appreciate you coming and. and uh, Stay tuned, everybody, for the next one. This is Appalachian Table Tales, and uh, thank you, Rhonda, for stopping by. Thank you for having me. See you all next time, folks. You have a good one.